0: My speech. Here's my Christmas speech. <clears throat> Thank you all for
1: spoiler warnings and Merry Christmas. This is the Flix X-Raid Podcast, starting in 5, 4... X-Ray. I'm your host Tony, and I am joined tonight for this Christmas special across the table from me, Devo Dickens himself. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I am such a great writer.
1: Look one at my the, writing. It's one beautiful. of the greats.
2: One of the greats, finally. Uh and we're also uh Bip bop Bip words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> we're also
1: joined by Tiny Orin. Hello there. Hello to you, too. And we're also joined by our rubber chicken factory worker, Joe. Ah, thanks for having me back, gentlemen. And tonight, we're going to be Muppetastic, talking about The Muppet's Christmas Carol. Bah, humbug. (laughs) But before we get into that, let's take a moment to get to know our guests. Uh, And we're speaking about Christmas. So what's your most memorable Christmas uh, gift you've ever gotten? Uh, so, I'm trying to pick There's a there's a
3: few different fairly memorable ones But the one that comes to mind, which I guess means It's the most memorable by definition Uh, I was super into the Earthworm Gym video games in, like, the 90s And they, that was, like, the best And, uh, he had, like, uh, his little Rocket ship that he rides around on That he pulled out of his pocket So it was called his pocket rocket, which is Just a joke about a vibrator, which I didn't understand When I was, like, eight years old Did, Did you, your
1: parents get you a pocket rocket? <laughs>
3: yes but first i went to a mall santa and i waited in line for a long time and he was like what do you want little boy and i was like i want a pocket rocket and he gave me a weird look and it took me a few years to understand why
2: <laughs> somebody's been getting into mommy's underwear drawer.
1: joe how about yourself what's your most memorable christmas present I don't know that I can match that one, but... uh, (laughs) It's a little ridiculous. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, probably with me, I don't remember what age it was, but back when the Sears catalog was a thing for getting you all hyped up for the gifts, I really wanted the uh, uh, Big Bird Sesame Street record player.
3: Oh, nice.
0: And I remember cutting the picture out and uh, attaching it to my Christmas letter just as a visual aid. (laughs) And of course I got it. And as hyped up as I was, the needle ended up not working in it. So it was defective and uh, had to be sent back. And they replaced it with just a generic Fisher-Price one. And, no.
1: And oh, damn it, I wanted the Big no. Bird. That's uh, terrible. Santa's elves suck. What about your yourself, uh, Devo? Uh,
2: my most memorable one has to be the worst wrapped pet present I've ever seen. Uh, it was a basketball net. <laughs> so <laughs> it was all boxed up. It was a co-present for me and uh, my sister. Uh, our pa- parents just laid a blanket over top of it <laughs> with a sign that says, Do not open till Christmas.
1: Wait, wait, your mother, the queen of making her own bags for Christmas presents, didn't it, make yes, a bag? Th- this was pre bag era. This oh, this is was pre bag. We actually okay. used wrapping right, paper. Right, that's fair. Um, I'd have to say so, my family does, has a tradition because I'm half German, so we uh, we do Christmas Eve boxes. I don't know if you guys know what those mm-hmm. are. Um, but I'll just kind of explain it. So the night before Christmas, um, first off, my family is usually up until about two or three AM on Christmas Eve. And then we still get up at 7 AM on Christmas morning. Yeah. Your family is crazy. Yes, we are. Um, but anyway, we have a Christmas Eve box. And what that is, is each year we would get an ornament, uh, a new ornament for the tree. So everyone got their own ornament. I think we would get new pajamas, uh, we would get, and a book. Yeah. I think it's the three things. So we would get an ornament, pajamas, and a book. Um, and I remember, I think it wasn't the first year that we started doing this. Because I remember doing it as a kid. But it was, like, pretty early on. Uh, one of the f- books my dad had got me and put it in there. Without my mom realizing that he'd switched out the books, was Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I was, like, 13 and my dad had got me Fight Club. The <laughs> <laughs> First rule of Christmas Eve is don't talk about Christmas Eve. Don't tell your mother. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, uh, I think... Between that one or my dad had got me a belt buckle at one point, which may sound really weird, but my dad doesn't ever Christmas shop except for he usually buys one present. <laughs> and, like, that's it. And I always found they like, were more memorable because he just, like, he'd be like, oh, he'd really like this and, like, go and buy something. Yeah. So he got me a hand-carved um, belt buckle that was a skull with a rattlesnake wrapped around it. Uh, on the front with a cowboy hat and then if you flipped it over it was actually a desert scene on the back oh, oh i love cool. those ones yeah with like the little
2: snake is the actual uh pinion
1: yeah exactly yeah so that's that's what my dad got me those are the two for me that i'd say are most memorable is fight club and the christmas Eve box and then the actual belt buckle i
3: wish my skull was that cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean like we, your real skull like it has yeah. a snake <laughs> <laughs> we could I mean, put some fine. snakes in a desert in your skull sweet <laughs> talk I, I, to me after the podcast <laughs> all right so uh, let's get into this it's time for a synopsis and starring. Hit us up with that synopsis, Devo. The Muppets perform the classic Dickens holiday tale, Bob Cratchit,
2: the put-upon clerk of stingy Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. Wow.
0: Let's <laughs> oh, wait for that one. Come on. Let's you, try that again. You're a mean one. <laughs> Mr. Scrooge.
2: (laughs) The Muppets perform the classic Dickens holiday tale. Bob Cratchit, the put upon clerk of Stingy, Ebenezer Scrooge. Other Muppets weave in and out of the story while Scrooge receives visits from spirits of three Christmases, past, present, and future. They show him the error of his self-serving ways by the miserable old man
1: seems to be to be past
2: any hope of redemption and happiness.
1: This movie is directed by Brian Henson, and it's starring, and I'm going to go from the beginning credits of the movie as opposed to like the uh, end credits with the puppeteers. So, Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge, Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit, Miss Piggy as Emily Cratchit, Gonzo as Charles Dickens, or Gonzo Dickens, and Rizzo the Rat as himself.
2: <laughs> what about
1: Fozzie as Fosworth? <laughs> and Fozzie Wick. Alright, so gentlemen, it's time for us to play a game. Dun, 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 dun.
2: I want to play a game. Oh, it's a game. A game? Specifically tailored for each participant. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. Ladies, with us. start your engines. I'm having a blast. This is the most fun I've had without lubricant. So, you played
1: recently a game with drums? So uh, our first game here is going to be Twas the Night Before Live Action Christmas Movies. <laughs> so I've taken Twas the Night Before Christmas and adapted it to be a kind of a, a quick synopsis of different movies. So we've got the buttons in front of us here. The first one it will be the movie itself, so I can kind of get through it. And uh, depending on how quickly you guys get these, uh, I might actually just continue reading them because I had a lot of fun with these. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So, the first one's the movie itself. I'm going to get you guys to both hit the buzzer, Oren first, then Joe, um, just so everyone at home can get to know what your buzzer sounds like.
4: There goes Mr. Humbug. There goes nice. Mr. Do you-
1: That's Orin. <laughs> Joe, just hit it now. Let's do it.
4: Merry
2: Christmas.
1: There we go. <laughs> your Kermit Merry Christmas. See, that Mr. Humbug thing makes me think of, there goes Heat Miser. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's the first one, just so you guys get an idea of it. "Twas the night before Christmas when nasty old Scrooge was visited by three spirit, dick, or three spirits and gods <laughs> of spirit dicks. Spirit dick. <laughs> Scrooge's Christmas Carol XXX. <laughs> <laughs> the big mouth version probably exists. <laughs> Scrooge's life flashes before his eyes from the beginning, uh, from beginning to death and despair. In the morning, journey joining Kermit Cratchit in a feast with his newfound fair. Alright, so that was the first one. Devo, want to hit us with uh, number one for points here? Number one.
2: Twas the night before Christmas and all through Nakatomi Tower. T- Die hard. hard! The Lego's best Christmas movie. You- Rich men and women partied when someone cut the power. John McLean had to do it all, around, all alone and taped a gun to his back.
1: Hans Gruber fell to his death and ended with a splat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. Number two. Twas the week before Christmas and the bags were all packed. Luther and Nora's vacation was going to be stacked. Until they received a call from their daughter. Is it Christmas, is it
0: Christmas with the cranks?
1: It is. Mm. From their daughter Blair. She was coming home for Christmas and soon would be there. <laughs> Maybe Penn's dying.
2: Was the caper before Christmas, when all through the store, Willie and Marcus were plotting how to steal more. Merry Christmas! Bad Santa.
1: Joe is on this. I never saw that.
2: Santa and his helper got distracted by a kid and a bartender. <laughs> With this fake Saint Nick
1: succumbed to this latest bender. To his latest bender. Alright. T'was the night... Well, it was just before Christmas, and... Buddy's stature didn't quite measure, so he headed to New York. Elf? Yes. So he headed to New York to find his father and misadventure. With a new family and love following all his horseplay, only he can help fix Santa's broken sleigh.
2: It was 12 days before Christmas, with family all around. Christmas spirit is not easily found no christmas bonus will be clark's final uh, straw. Christm- uh, the christmas the national lampoons
3: christmas vacation. Is that, that is what is correct?
2: Called? It's got a complicated title.
0: Well, the fact you had to remember that. I don't know. <laughs> know. know. Disqualify.
2: He will fix christmas with his
1: mighty chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was the day before christmas and howard forgot about the turbo man he promised he bought. Christmas! was you
0: jingle all the way
1: that is correct get out to get the megaman doll for jivey uh so he must go searching far and near to bring his son christmas cheer next one
2: Twas the night before
1: christmas when the
2: prime minister took house and a man had fallen in love with his best friend's spouse while washed up old rock star tries stealing all as his last resort Oh, sorry. Well, a washed-up old rock star tries selling it out as his last resort, but all happy faces at the uh, uh, arrival gate at the airport.
1: yeah uh, this one's a curveball I threw in there. Yeah,
2: I would not have gotten
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Was hard to narrow down to like yeah. just a couple. It is a rom com. Oh, uh, Alan Rickman's in it. Merry Christmas.
0: Is it Love Actually? Yes. Correct.
1: Mm. Oh, Joe is uh, nailing this. Wait, where's the pretty, pretty princess crown go? Oh, it's in front of Joe. Never mind. And Say what's where. <laughs> well, Oren, you got to get these next four, otherwise... Uh, I believe in me. It's I Christmas in you miracle you. time. <laughs> I believe in miracles. All right, here we go. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and the McAllister family forgot Kevin. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Home Alone. Yes. But he was having the time of his life, because being alone is his heaven. However, two nasty thieves won't stop just because he is stranded. They have a name to uphold. They're called the Wet Bandits.
2: <laughs> it nice. the week before Christmas, and two ladies traded spaces, because they were both looking for love in all the wrong places. Both were dating men who were caught up in affairs. But these ladies are in brand new pairs. Uh. Merry
1: Christmas. Is it the holiday? Yes, correct. Oh, I no. like that Joe's like wincing, like he's like, <laughs> I know <laughs> this, damn it! <laughs> all right. Twas the night before Christmas, and all Ralphie wanted was some fun. Merry Christmas.
0: A Christmas story, Sorry, one of my yes. favorites. As,
3: so he, asked, as it should be,
1: so he asked Santa for a brand new Red Ryder BB gun. His mom did fret ever so and warned him he'd shoot his eye out. Ralphie promised to be careful beyond a doubt.
2: It was the night before Christmas when Corey Feldman got the Mugwai.
4: Merry Christmas! Damn it! <laughs>
0: Gremlins!
2: Yes! Joe was super quick on that one! <laughs> and the offspring ate after midnight due to the faulty clock set. Chaos ensured insert. Chaos ensued all around town as green monsters ran amok to and fro. All not, all was not lost as there was still a little. <laughs> was it Corey
1: Feldman? It was. Holy fuck! <laughs> He's the kid in the tree costume at the beginning too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Devo was today years old when he learned that
1: <laughs> I was today years old
3: The Frogert is also cursed
1: Alright, so uh, Joe is the Pretty Pretty Princess for now yeah. We've still got a couple more games So maybe Oren can uh, you know reclaim his honor there uh, But So let's take a moment and let's talk Muppets What is your guys' uh, two sentence impression of this film? Now I'm going to start with Oren Because he only watched it for the first time a couple days ago Yes What? I know, right? I, I am. I've
3: seen most of the Muppet movies, but I had not seen this one, and it's really good. I had high expectations. I mean, um, I, I assumed that it would be good because most of the Muppet movies are pretty good, and it's got Michael Caine. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. That's pretty much my one sentence review. You can't go wrong with Michael <laughs> Caine.
0: Joe. Well, for me, I thought that uh, Statler and Waldorf were were so cool that they basically had to add an additional Marley brother just to fit both of them in there in (laughs) the appropriate place.
2: I like how they made it Bob Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was
0: pretty chill.
1: Devo, yourself, two sentences. Uh,
2: uh, Everybody knows the story. It's just with the Muppet flair to it. Very kid-friendly. Not my favorite, but still one of the top christmas carol renditions
1: that's fair for me it's uh it's definitely the best rendition of a christmas carol <laughs> that you can buy on video yeah or dvd or blu-ray <laughs> or pirate from the internet uh don't do that but uh not not condoning yeah. that but you know people watch it, this man. yeah actually i was really sad it's not on netflix right now no? I, I, no, they haven't really. fully rolled out all their Christmas stuff. They do it like intermittently. Probably once December hits, just like what they did with the October lineup. Yeah. Uh, although they did something really weird with October that I, I've bitched about numerous times, so I'm not going to get into that. So, what did you guys think about Michael kane as Ebenezer? Well, he's he's
3: really good. I mean i I think that I prefer the Alistair Sim. I think that I would call that the the classic Christmas Carol, like the old black and white, but. Uh, but I mean, this is really good. It's, it's top notch, and he's like very well cast for sure. Like this is Michael Caine doing doing his Michael Caineiest, and it's it's I don't know. There's something really well. The first half it's really funny just seeing him being abusive to Muppets. Like it just heightens the amusement of watching him throw Muppets out into the street and things. And then, do you want to be unemployed? <laughs> um, and then it kind of makes it extra sweet at the end somehow that he's like you know, being all nice and jovial and he's just surrounded by all these weird Muppet characters that kind of, it, it, instead of distracting from the, the um, emotion of the scene, it actually kind of adds a nice uh, dimension to it, I think.
1: Interesting. Thoughts Cain. on Michael Caine, Joe? Yeah,
0: Michael Caine. I mean, was there another choice? Is there anybody else that could have done that? Yeah, maybe Tim Curry, but they got him later on and he might have been a little too over the top for this kind of a role, but... Michael Caine, you want credibility. You want a known name. You want somebody who can step in there and act opposite a piece of felt. And yeah, I think he <laughs> very heartfelt. It. I think he yeah. carried it pretty well.
1: I think that would actually be very difficult to act oppose a puppet in such a serious role. Yeah, like I think my biggest moment is when he's he has to hold a serious face at the very end to like screw with the. Uh, uh, Cratchit, like that. Mm-hmm. He has that one last moment where he's just like, "I need to fuck with a frog and a pig," <laughs> right? And it's like, you know, trying to hold a straight face with Kermit and like Miss Piggy doing that. I gotta give him mad props. Yeah, he puts
2: <laughs> in in like a
3: genuine performance. Like he doesn't seem like he's just phoning it in. He's actually playing up the emotionality and
2: kind of getting into it. Yeah, like you gotta like, he's a great choice, especially for this. Uh, out of my all my Scrooges, he's the third favorite behind Ooh. McDuck and Bill Murray <laughs> 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 that's Bill fair Moore's that's fair. Because you know what McDuck he's just his name is Scrooge. He was born <laughs> for this role all
1: right all right that's a that's a fair one. I always forget about the uh the Mickey's Christmas Carol one. yeah, that's always the one I refer to when people say Christmas Carol goes
2: straight to Disney because I watched it a million and three times.
1: See that's like this one for me it's uh i I know when we live together. Uh I subjugated you to uh the Muppets Family Christmas. But Merry Christmas to you, my presents! Favorite, yeah, my favorite part is I had everyone in our group of friends saying, Gotta eh, eh, pass it on! And none of them had <laughs> seen that, but I had somehow managed to get an entire group of people referencing something they'd never seen. You created
0: <laughs> an earworm.
1: Right? <laughs> That's and because it, we're all <laughs> sheep. Well, it was me, my brother, and Tash had all seen it, so we'd always kinda like just play off of it. And then it just became a thing where someone would say, gotta uh, uh, pass it on.
0: But Tony, did they actually pass it on?
1: We, we did pretty good about it. Mm,
0: good. Did pretty but, good.
1: All I, right.
3: Have you I'm ever had a thing where like you, you, your friends pass around a thing from a movie that you haven't seen
1: and then when you actually watch the movie, you're like, that line isn't said anything like people are saying. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure we misquote a lot of lines. Uh, we used to have, oh, uh, I think the biggest one is uh, that we used to have was, pink is the new black do you remember that one wasn't that that wasn't even from a movie that was like that was from a documentary <laughs> yeah um that one of our buddies had watched an avenged sevenfold documentary and he thought it was so funny and he would tell he kept on quoting and quoting and quoting and then we all started quoting it and no one had seen this fucking documentary except for him yeah. and then we we finally sat down and watched it and it was like nothing like how he had said it and it was just like, <laughs> like
2: flat tones like pink's the new black yeah, and it was just like, but the way
1: that he, like, inflected it, when we all just mimicked him doing it. <laughs>
2: because it would, he delivered it so well that it, it was, made it memorable it
1: made it memorable <laughs> and made it way better but totally have you so i'm taking you've had that happen
3: yeah i'm trying to think of a specific examples but that seems to happen a lot <laughs> it's like something something when when something becomes a meme it sort of morphs out so it's like i think everyone says that line from anchorman uh like that escalated quickly but people say it in like a very deadpan way where they're like well that escalated quickly but in the movie, he said it totally different. He's like... Well, that
4: escalated <laughs> yeah.
3: quickly.
0: He's like, well, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. <laughs> right. Oh, it's Raven. You need to find a safe house and lie low for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess memes do that. It's like the... She doesn't even go here is another one, I think, mm. from Mean Girls. She doesn't even go here! <laughs> Which is, like, how the line is actually said. Oh, fuck. But, like, you're right. Memes totally do that where they take something out of connotation and just totally run with it yeah <laughs> yeah but
0: I, i've had it with my dad and friends where you're watching a movie and then you really gravitate towards a certain line in there and it's not other people saying it wrong it's just you remember it wrong and then you keep quoting it for years and then you watch that movie again later down the line you're like well that's not really as funny as we thought it was or...
2: it's why humans are the worst uh proof of a crime yeah because we always put our own spin on everything we want we saw yeah we it's have true. like horrific
3: memory about everything it's just with films you can prove it because you're not usually videotaping reality <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like the
2: gorilla experiment
3: mm, yeah oh, yeah, it sounds so crazy i went to that there was like a psych class i don't know if we're spoiling the outcome of this but like i went to a, a like a psych class in university that had like 300 people and about a third of us started laughing hysterically and the rest of the people were like what is everybody laughing at and then <laughs> they went and replayed the tape and pointed out everything that the thing <laughs> and they're like
1: oh geez <laughs> um actually i was gonna say misquoting is actually one of those things because it's like the luke i am your father is not the line here's looking yeah. at your kid isn't the line uh play, play it, it again, again sam. sam not the line <laughs> like there's so many of those where that's not actually how the line was delivered but we still like reference it Or you like me. You really like me. (laughs) Yeah, that's another one. I wonder if the Luke one is because they're trying to,
3: like, make it clear what movie they're quoting. Like, if you just said, I am your father, father. people would be like, no, you're not. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, the line is, no, I am your father. Which I still think works. But the Luke is to give it context. I am your father. Father. Because, yeah, it's, no, I am your father.
3: I mean, people wouldn't misquote it if he just said hashtag Star Wars afterwards.
2: So <laughs> no, not even hashtag. just yeah, the finger and for thing, anybody hashtag. who can't see, we're just double tapping our fingers to make a pound sign. <laughs> pound it.
1: Yeah, yeah. pound it. <laughs> Dirty. Because old phones. Um, so you guys have all seen other versions of that, you know, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. What did you think about the musical interludes that were into, interjected into this one?
2: I really enjoyed them. They were a good little breakup, and it, it, it's Muppets. There has to be songs in it, or else it's not a Muppet movie. I,
3: I think this is an appropriate movie to put musical stuff in, and I like some of the music. And I have to say, I feel like some of the songs is actually what I feel like is one of the weak points of the film. Not that they're not that any of them are bad, but I actually feel like some of them are a bit generic and maybe could have like elevated it past past where it is. Like, there's a couple Ooh. that are. The, the, the opening one was screwed the humbug one and the the, the marlet Marley and Marley those are very Ooh. Memorable. Ooh. <laughs> but I don't know I, I'm, I was I wasn't like blown away by the music and i I was kind of surprised I was looking at the the guy's work and he did like little shop of horrors and some other really like, good ones he got like awards for and I'm like, I don't know I, it doesn't it doesn't quite um put it over the top for me it's like the the music is adequate
2: it was no rainbow connection no,
3: definitely not.
0: Yeah, and it was Paul Williams again who did the music, right?
3: Yes. No, it was... Uh, where was
1: uh, it? He did the uh, score. He didn't yeah, the write score. the
3: score. Yeah, the, the musical parts were
1: uh, Miles Goodman. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it It was safe. Yeah, yeah like, it, a it bit It's safe. fun. It adds like an element. Like we were talking about how Michael... Uh, my Cocaine. That's how I always remember to say <laughs> Michael. Kine. Michael my cocaine. My cocaine. Michael Caine um like he was super serious with these muppets and i felt like the songs because he never he didn't sing a song until the end which is i think when you see him a much lighter character right mm, yeah. but like they're singing songs the entire way through all the other characters and i feel like not only does it add a dimension to his character being the stick in the mud uh um, that's a good point but like it also makes it more of a family movie because if you really think about a dickens story it is fucking uh horrific (laughs) yeah that's true yeah
0: yeah and I I don't know how strong of a singer Michael Caine is to start with so that probably didn't really help the cause either it's not like a David Bowie who can jump in there and just (laughs) take control of the entire soundtrack I mean Mm -hmm. here's a guy who's pretty limited so you have to kind of work around that and you can still involve him but he's not going to carry a song by himself I don't think
2: that's why they should have had Tim Curry and could have done another sweet transvestite
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would Meatloaf drive on there and the, on a motorbike again? <laughs> he's the ghost of Christmas. Christmas oh my God! Yes, yes, he would
1: be the best for a Christmas present. Although I think he was dead. No, he's still alive. Never mind. I'll be quiet. He's still alive. Yeah. I for some reason thought he was dead, but I'm thinking of Chris Farley. I think. Oh no! <laughs> because for some reason my brain makes up Meatloaf and Chris Farley. <laughs> They're both true. big. Family. Is
0: that a fat joke? He played him in a skit on Saturday Night Live one time. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Probably
1: why my brain did that. And I was like, no, wait, I've seen him lie. <laughs> I would you think mess up uh Chris Farley and John Candy? Mm, that's understandable. Yeah, that's
3: understandable. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, if you got if you figured out the other actors, two out of three ain't bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh a friend of
0: mine confused uh Chris Farley with Philip Seymour Hoffman. We're like, really? <laughs> okay, that's what No, I can't
1: I can't. I can't even give like any kind of reason although that's like uh the uh, emma stone zoe deschanel thing was sunny <laughs> Can he, I he can't wake him up no so for a long time he was bitching about how much he hated uh zoe deschanel yeah. he's like t- saying oh man she's a terrible actress blah, blah 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 and we're like like okay like he goes <laughs> i really hated her in easy a and she was terrible in the spider-man <laughs> movies and we're like what I mean, <laughs> she wasn't in those she was in those dude and he's like yeah she's like the fucking main character and i'm like that's that's not zoe deschanel
3: and he's like it fucking is it was like an argument. I, mean, I mean i guess to be fair zoe deschanel is terrible in easy you can't even see her she's like <laughs> she's, she's not existent like so but like
1: it was like a running gag for a long time that he had no idea who emma stone was <laughs> <laughs> he just thought it was zoe deschanel <laughs> in a wig
0: all Amazing. those scathing, all those scathing tweets that he sent about her too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has ruined her
3: career. I love. Actually, there's there was an episode of like celebrities reading mean tweets about themselves that had Zoe Deschanel. She just had the best reaction to like someone. Someone was like, "Zoe Deschanel is so overrated," and she just like looked really sadly at the camera. And was like,
2: "I think I'm underrated." <laughs> no, the best like me, reading mean tweets is uh, Terrell Suggs from the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Terrell sucks. looks like a penis
1: <laughs> and he just looks straight at the camera and was like so? <laughs> Fair oh man so uh, what did you guys think about Mr. Dickens the fact that this movie has an actual narrator to it which I thought was a very interesting take and it's a physical narrator walking through the movie <laughs> who whispers things to giant eagles <laughs> <laughs> one of the best fourth wall breaks I've ever seen
3: yeah, I mean, Gonzo can p- pretty much be any character in anything, and it'll improve. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Take that, Ryan
2: Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gon-
0: Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat, I
2: mean, that's a pretty
0: good two-for-one deal there.
3: Hey, that's why they call it Gonzo Journalism, am I right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Like, It really just wanted to take some great lines from the book. It felt like they shoehorn Gonzo and Rizzo in there just for those little moments. And to have some of their main Muppets as those main roles. They could have done it without. They could have done it with.
3: I was expecting the ghosts of past, present, and future to be the like main characters. But they just created new Muppets for those and then kind of had the, the main cast around the edges. Which with was the creepy
2: fucking ass doll? <laughs> oh, jeez. Right? <laughs> that is going to haunt me until like, Mexico.
1: <laughs> like... You were saying Sweetums would have made a perfect Christmas present. I don't know why they made like this brand new character when it's like, you have Sweetums. It's pretty much the same fucking character. <laughs> Just have Sweetums be... That is the Muppets name, right? Sweetums? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I had a moment
0: where I was like, wait. But no, like Sweetums... Or like the future, like the Christmas yet to come, where that, where that ghost doesn't really say anything. I mean, you could have had somebody a little more vocal there. Swedish chef. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, spirit, is this my future? (laughs) does not
1: say anything. Like, keep the silence, but just Swedish chef. (laughs) Beaker. (laughs)
2: No, no. Silent until the end and just.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, and we were talking about putting uh, Angela as, like, instead of the creepy ghost mm, one. It would have been way better to or be. Or Janice. Or Janice, sorry. I don't know why I said Angela. Who the hell is Angela? Uh, my brain is <laughs> bleh. um Putting Janice in that role, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, come with me. <laughs> come with me, man. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you know, instead, she just kind of shows up and just, like, well, you just know. Just doesn't, yeah. You just anybody. see her in the band or even animal as the, the grim reaper one, that would oh, yeah. be great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I guess, I guess they wanted to not distract. From, I mean, they, they very purposefully swept all of the comedic characters under the rug for those 10 minutes of the, the, the Christmas feature things. Maybe they were worried it would interfere with the, because it is kind of a, t- a tight, a tight rope to walk of like trying to get the, the comedic slapstick in there and the, you know, somber atmosphere of
1: the, okay. Um, so maybe we don't replace Death, but the other two. <laughs> like Just leave Death as a faceless thing. Well, like, I like thing. the idea... Or Sam the Eagle. Yeah. No, I like the idea that you put
3: somebody in a hood and you make it all somber and at the end, like, the hood falls down and it's, like, Beaker or something. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That'd I, be good. They, they should do, definitely still do all the tricks, though. Like, I like um, Christmas Present. They have all these different sizes where he's in a little mouse hole and he takes up whole room and like they, you could do that with any character you could do yeah. that with sweetums but I like you go into so. a
0: fraggle hole with that yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: they should have the fraggles in there jeez I
0: there should have been I mean I'm sure they kind of blew their load with the Muppet family Christmas but I mean still it would have been nice to see a bit more crossover there too
1: truth truth all right gentlemen it's time for game number two. two oh uh, we're just burning through this tonight apparently so game number two it's time for us to play the price is right the price is wrong bitch
0: Show me the money. Show me the money! Now you've had enough.
1: So Joe, you currently have the crown. Uh, Both of you guys have played Prices Right before, but I'm just going to go through the rules because I do every single time. So we're going to give you a bunch of numeric categories. You guys are going to try and guess them uh, as close as you can without going over. Closest gets the point. Uh, If you can get it bang on, it's worth double points. And if you guys both go over, we'll let you know and you guys are going to have to restart. So, any questions before we start this? I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, excellent. I like That's the not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> I like yeah. that broad statement question.
0: Ask it with some Ready to rock and, ask, and roll?
1: Yeah, with <laughs> some inflection. There In you go. go. Ready Ooh. to rock and roll? Does this look inflected
2: time? <laughs> I do cocaine. <laughs> I do cocaine. All right. do my
1: cocaine. I do more. So, uh, <laughs> what do you guys think the budget for this movie was? Joe, you uh, currently hold the Pretty Pretty Princess crown, so you're going to start us off.
0: Well, with all that uh, fantastic CGI, with that, uh, with the ghost, um, twenty mil. That's we probably,
1: got a twenty-two. out
3: probably two. I'm
1: gonna go twenty-five. Twenty-five, and <laughs> the answer is wrong. You guys are both over. Warren, start us back. Uh, I'm gonna go twelve mil. Twelve. Ten. Ten.
2: Double points for Orange
1: on the dot. Whoa! All right, so Oren's starting off strong. He wants that crown. <laughs> so uh, twelve minute was the estimated budget for this one. Uh, so this guy, this actually had a theater run. It started actually in November of the year it came out. Uh, what do you guys think its domestic box office was? Fifty five mil. Fifty five.
2: Thirty. Thirty. Too high again, gentlemen. Whoa. Oh. Lower your expectations. Fifteen. Fifteen. Twenty. Twenty. Orin, you were correct again. It was $27,281,507. Cool.
1: Not including inflation. Not including inflation. So it actually <gasps> netted 15. So you're close there with that guess. But um, <laughs> So what do you guys think it made on its opening weekend, knowing in total run it made 27? What do you think it made it opening weekend? I'm going to say...
2: 3 million 3 9 9 Orin, you were correct again It was actually 5 million mm. 10,119 dollars
1: Alright, Joe If you can tie this up You keep that crown Until the last round You got two more categories You gotta get these bang on but man Alright Next category What do you guys think The critic rating for this is On Rotten Tomatoes Joe, you're starting this round
0: And this is percentages again It is
1: a percentile mm. Not in the thousands or no Sixty. 0 I'm going to say
2: 70.
1: Seven oh. And Oren wins again. It was 74%.
0: I'm actually kind of glad. All
1: right. So uh, audience rated the 74. What do you guys think the... uh or, no, no, sorry, no, sorry. Critic rated the 74. What do you guys think audience rated? I screwed that up. Audience rating. Oren, you're starting. I'm going to say they rated it 80. Eighty.
0: 75.
1: Seventy-five,
2: and Oren, you make a queen, clean sweep, a queen sweep, queen sweep, <laughs> queen sweep. It was eighty-five percent, actually. Ah. Apparently, love people love them muppets.
0: Again, oh, I'm proud. glad. I kind of I voted low, but I, in my heart, I hoped that it would be high. <laughs> the win-win.
1: Oren, uh, you uh, have taken the crown, which means you got a disadvantage in the last round. Yippee!
3: Fabulous. Fabulous!
1: You look gorgeous, darling. Gorgeous. All right, so let's break this down a little bit more. Um, We were talking just before we got into this about, like, the different kind of, um, you know, past, present, future. Let's break that down a little bit more. I wanted to talk just kind of in each section and what they kind of did Muppet style to it. Okay. So, when we look at the first, uh, them going to the past, they have the creepy fucking puppet. (laughs) And what I think is interesting is, first off, this is the first time we see Gonzo and Rizzo get knocked the fuck out of the window. (laughs) But this time they have a rope, right? So, it's like, it's kind of like, okay... So they hitch a ride hanging on by a rope, which the fucking um, Michael Caine as Ebenezer doesn't notice there's a rope around his foot. It's not
2: (laughs) even at his foot. It's like at his waist. It's pretty much hooked into his balls. (laughs) I mean,
3: if a a scary Muppet was dragging me across London skies, I might not notice. I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) I don't want to take my eyes off you. You might eat my soul. (laughs) Or I might suddenly look up and realize, oh, God, you're gone. (laughs) Ah! (laughs)
0: And of course, oh. later they use the grappling hook too. It's like, I do I mean, believe yeah, in
1: muppets. I do I'm, believe in muppets. I'm
0: sure those were very plentiful back in those days as well,
1: <laughs> right? And just the fact that they like they get dragged along into the past, but then they just so happen to continuously keep up with him. It's a but in that first scene they need to show them traveling with them. Yeah, you know, it's a very uh, Peter Pan scene. It's. Uh, you take
3: my hand and you can fly over London, off to the first star on the left. It's weird.
2: <laughs> fly away, fly away, fly away. It, was,
1: it is a very weird transition.
3: Like, it's,
0: it's like Bill and Ted, where somebody just kind of happened to hang onto the phone booth as they were taken off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like it's a you pointed out, and now I'm thinking, I'm like that is very weird. Why? Like all the other ghosts, they just appear where they need to be, but that one needs to be like, let's fly. Come fly with me. Right? Like, come fly it's a kind of a window. really weird... Well, I think that's in the other versions too, isn't it? Where the
3: ghost of the past takes him out the window. I think. I need to rewatch it apparently.
2: Well, she's just got old technology. She can't do the instant translocation. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> she's running on DOS.
2: <laughs> she's cold powered.
1: She's buffering. <laughs> she's getting the whole show going. I guess, you know what? At the same time it'd be more interesting as like you know he he. i don't know maybe believe it less a dream if all of a sudden like things like that were happening big things whereas like mm. by the second and the third he's kind of accepted these spirits can it, do it's a video game want. he
0: hasn't earned fast travel yet yeah, yeah. he hasn't beaten the last boss
1: <laughs> yeah he has to hit at least level 10 before he can fast travel and once he, he to the through the tutorial
2: vessel. then <laughs> his heart must grow two sizes <laughs> at least
1: I think the schoolyard is, like, the tutorial level. It literally takes place in a school. Mm, yeah. That's true. Video game logic.
3: <laughs> oh, man. I want to play, like, Lego
1: Christmas Carol. <laughs> Lego Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. Actually, you know what? Just a Lego Muppets game and each, mm. like, level is the different movies. That would be amazing. <laughs> or, like, World. Because, like, the way the Lego games are structured is they kind of do, like, worlds. So it's, like, if you play Pirates, it's, like... Movie one is, like, area one, and then, like, you know, you can do that with all the Muppets movies. I'd totally play the shit out of that. Are you <laughs> listening, Disney? <laughs> you guys, uh, technically, it's not even Disney. It's Lego. Doesn't Disney own the Muppets now, though? Yeah. They do. They do, but I know, technically, Lego has licensing rights to uh. the Muppets as well, because they did a whole series of uh, Muppet Lego. Oh, okay. So, it's possible...
2: And it's Lego, traffic. if
1: you do make this, please send us copies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're the brilliant minds behind it. We'll play the shit out of it. They'll talk okay.
0: about it on every podcast.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> every Telltale, get one. on that.
0: Brought to you by <laughs> oh, Muppet <the> Lego.
1: <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> Telltale's gone, though. Uh, <laughs> Alright, so uh, on the less sad topic, let's talk about the giant that is Christmas present. Hmm. Mm. Hooray! Merry
3: Christmas! Give me presents. This is my favorite uh, Christmas ghost in the thing for sure. He's very yeah? cool. Why is that? Well, just I like the size changing and the sort of weirdly exaggerated facial features, and I, I like how injuries. he, yeah, and he kind of he kind of ages over the course of of his whole section. Like he gets gray hair and all that. It's mm-hmm. a cool design.
2: He becomes Santa Claus.
3: Yeah, he turns into Santa. He drinks too much Coca Cola. <laughs>
1: gets diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Joe, what do you think of uh Christmas Present? Yeah, I
0: thought it was good. I mean, it's again, it's Jerry Nilsson, and Jerry Nilsson could do no wrong in my books as far as mm-hmm. the singing and the just the voice acting as well. But um, the character is fine. I mean, could you have subbed a gorg in there from Fraggle Rock? Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> this guy was okay for a new guy that we'd never seen before.
1: I never saw again. Wah, wah.
2: Wah. Yeah, because he died from his rapid aging. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. He was never seen nor heard of again.
2: Not him and his 1,800 brothers and sisters.
1: You'll see I have an accelerated you get metabolism. get the joke though, right? Yeah, because it's uh,
2: 1,800s, isn't it? Yeah. One for each uh, Christmas Eve day.
1: Present. So in theory, his his brother would still be doing it? I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could make that case. Right? Like, Or is it just him being reborn over and over and over again? Are we or, talking about reincarnation? Now? Or
3: do they rotate like the next Scrooge is going to get the creepy cloak guy as Christmas present and
0: the <laughs> Is it like the Santa Claus where he loses his coat and then the next guy takes it over? Or...
1: Actually, that's an oh, interesting oh, 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 oh. uh thought. And I, I never even thought about that. It's like we we've listened to the like we've all seen the Christmas um Christmas Carol, right? Yeah. Charles Dickens, but it's like these ghosts just come to this one dude. I, like, is this just a thing? Maybe every Christmas there's one guy who, like, <laughs> the spirit world tries to redeem?
3: Yeah, this is, like, the, the really crappy... Um, like spirit world plan to to
2: make the world ready. better.
3: Yeah, it's like okay, we have a severe wealth inequality problem. Okay, okay. Here's what the budget's gonna allow. We're gonna we have three spirits,
1: <laughs> one gonna, person at a time. Gonna,
2: they're gonna go after this one guy every year. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna change
1: though. one soul a year. Let's <laughs> do it on
2: Halloween. We could get like a thousand people. No, 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 no. They'll think it's just a joke. Then we'll do it at Christmas. It's a very we'll delicate process. Only, we'll only be able to do one person. It's fine. Have you we'll never seen the, the movie Inception? Ass. It's a very complicated process. <laughs> it's layers like an onion
1: <laughs> they're just inceptioning scrooge <laughs> it's <laughs> the one to the secrets of where his money is well
3: that's how michael Kane knows how to do it in inception he's had it already
1: done to him ah. <laughs> it's all felt coming animals. around there's so many felt animals <laughs> actually that's true it couldn't be done at halloween because people would be like oh it's just people playing pranks but at christmas it's like ghosts don't show up at christmas oh, it's what true it's a good point those <laughs> at a, christmas it's a
2: nightmare before Christmas.
1: This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is you log. This is you a log. Uh, getting off topic. Um, I actually really love the Christmas present scenes when he goes to the nephew's house, and like mm. the the game that they play, which yeah. I I also think is like fun because it's like I don't know about you guys, but like I find nowadays we all have cell phones and stuff, and like. You know, when I go to my parents' house or we go to family functions, people don't really like do shit like that anymore. Yeah,
3: you know, I, I once read uh, my I was I think this was actually at a Christmas party. We were reading uh, a book that had a bunch of Victorian era parlor games, and and some of those games are like very very stupid. <laughs> like it'll be like, okay, uh, one, one of the guests will walk around the room on his hands and knees and imitate a horse. And then the other guests, as he passes each of them, will say, Yo, horse. And that's like the whole <laughs> game. It's like, you know, nine out of ten of them are that. It's like, okay, I know why nobody plays that one. <laughs> it's not really that entertaining. <laughs> if you've heard of it, it's one of the good
1: ones. Yeah. That's fair. I guess, the, like, essentially they're playing 20 questions. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's the original mm-hmm. version of 20
2: questions. Just yes and no. Mm-hmm. Somebody probably turned it to 20, 20 questions because like, okay, I won. Because you guys can't get it. No, no, there's no time limit. Uh, fuck you, 20 questions. Fuck, yeah. You know,
3: if they were playing it with my group, there would be some rules lawyer in the back that's like, um, excuse me, but you said beast, and he is not technically a beast. He is a human. <laughs> I know you're speaking in simile, but you made it quite difficult for the rest of us. <laughs> so, you'd, so
0: you'd be the one Buzz Killington.
3: <laughs> so you have a buzz kill in your, uh, in your group, huh? Oh, several. Sometimes I am. <laughs>
1: sometimes it's me i guess you hang out with mostly game people yes <laughs> being a game designer and all
3: there's yeah i think uh, i think gamers would approach this particular uh, this particular instance with uh, with more
2: disdain
3: yes <laughs> i'd be like yes i see what you did there but you made your rules your clues quite unclear i think we should have a different uh, point direction. deduction <laughs> no point awarded
1: <laughs> You're cheating because she's the only one who knows. <laughs> yes, you're pandering to your pandering to, to your, your wife, <laughs> like in Pictionary. No pandering. <laughs> I brought this album.
0: All right, but I think now if they were to do like a modern retelling of this story, they would probably just have them playing cards against humanity or something. <laughs> <laughs> just roasting Scrooge that way. Okay, <laughs> my cards are Ebenezer Scrooge and an icy hand job from an Edmonton hooker. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> As a millennial, I understand and appreciate
1: <laughs> We approve this message. Uh, it's true. Actually now my family plays Ka, but <laughs> or that like mouthpiece game? No, we bought it. We never actually played it. I, I own that and I'm just yeah. like I just I don't know. I can't bring myself to play it. No. It looks fun,
2: but when you think about it, it's not fun. Because it's just drooly.
1: <laughs> There's just a mess by the end, and if then I'm you have to get, clean it. Yeah, <laughs> and if I'm going to be that drooly and have to clean up a mess afterwards, I want to be doing something else. But anyway, <laughs> with your family at Christmas? <laughs> nope. Uh, without my family, I want to be doing something else with my family not around. <laughs> with <one> specific <laughs> member of your family? Yes. But uh, on that, can we talk about the ghost of uh, Christmas future? We will uh yes in the future all right
2: bye guys don't <laughs> fear the reaper
1: yeah it's essentially a green reaper which yeah. i thought was interesting but i'm not gonna lie as a kid that one scared the shit out of me mm, it's like a dementor yes when i was a kid that was before harry potter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um the dementors reminded me of this <laughs> yes that actually it didn't seem
2: scary to me like i grew up on the disney one so the like i found it a lot more animated and a lot more scary that way. This Mm -hmm. one was just sitting back in the background. Also, I'm a grown-ass man, so Grim Reapers don't scare me. Ah! The
0: ghost! Don't fear the Reaper, alright? How does he compare to uh, the same ghost in Bill Murray, Scrooged?
2: Uh, That one was actually fucking creepy because he was also falling apart and very grotesque. And you actually got to see the skull like maggots. Nice. That was also like aimed at a older audience as well
3: he's definitely the most metal of all the christmas ghosts for sure
2: <laughs> so so metal.
1: metal but i'm not gonna lie so we used to watch this one when, when i was a kid so this is the one i watched i don't know about you joe i know you're a muppet head but uh it was one of those ones where i remember watching that every year and like that one would freak me out when i was little it's the silence kids hate silence that's
2: mm.
0: true it's very unsettling you don't know what they're thinking
2: yeah
1: especially when it's like it asks questions and instead of answering like with a verbally it just points points at
2: things yeah, it's very eerie like that weird kid in the class who ate paste
1: my favorite is when uh, Scrooge is like this headstone it's like no <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like that weird kid in the class who had a hood and no face
1: oh man <laughs> that kid weirded me out
2: <laughs> didn't he die <laughs> What's four plus four? Oh, <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> and then he just starts smashing his head against the desk.
1: <laughs> or it's like, right in blood, all right, I and uh, Timmy, what's four plus four? <laughs> la, la, la,
2: la, la. I always, I hate your soul.
1: That is incorrect. I, into the corner. The shame corner. <laughs> always Kim think less for is boys. coming for <laughs> you. <laughs> I like that. It's a, what's two plus two? One, two, I'm coming for you. No, Timmy, it's a two plus two, not one plus
3: one. Oh man, that'd be such an inconvenience if you had to answer everything in creepy rhymes. If you're like trying to like quickly tell somebody like, like this, this, this classroom is on fire, but you have to be like the baker's son. He knew no fear. (laughs) What are you trying to say?
0: The you have, you have to you have to communicate in riddles only. It's like oh no, the devil finds his due upon the.
1: <laughs> you can't even do it. You're like, you're no, I, don't, and you're like
3: I don't you're uh... uh... like <laughs> I don't know. enough creepy poems.
1: So what I'm saying, what I'm understanding here is, orange should be challenged to a rap battle. I'm in as long as it's
3: about creepy poems trying <laughs> to convey important information.
1: <laughs>
3: this or, the only Victorian type of <laughs> Yes, that is my. My jam
0: and biscuits. <laughs>
1: he'll, he'll drop the mic and leave. <laughs> <laughs> toe, through the tubes. <laughs> what if uh, you only
0: had one shot?
1: One opportunity. <laughs> um, you know what actually we jumped over a little bit is mister is Fozzie Bear's bit. I'm not gonna lie, I love Fozzie Bear. He's one of my favorites, him and animal. Oh, of but course. like uh we totally jumped over the bit of Fozzie Wick and Mom. And mom, <laughs> because like you know, most company it's like you know, um so and so and sons, and yeah. like you know, it's always and sons, and this time it's and mom, because <laughs> he's a mama's boy or a eh, mama's bear. Mama's, mama's bear. Baby.
0: It's a shame that he has such a small part in it, though. Too, I mean, it's obvious why they tried to work him in as the fizzy wig character because the name works, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, and again, that's, there's one of the more popular characters out of the Muppets, and he only gets like what a couple of minutes of yeah, screen he was time there at most.
3: They wanted his name in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> that's about
1: it. Well, and I also think it's like you know what? If we were talking about any other character, him as Christmas present would have been great too. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. They could have done the thing of oh, like walka walka. I mean, they could have done the the Wizard of Oz route and have Muppet characters in the story, and also have them be spirits and just you know, Scrooge's dream. Oh, it's uh, it's Fuzzywig. Wig. No, I'm the Ghost of Christmas
1: Present, or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. You could have doubled down on a lot of the characters too.
1: Actually, that's true. I also I do like the um, the fact that they kind of did that with the Marley Brothers, but it makes sense for the story, right? But they aged them down. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's something I find something kind of eerie about like Muppets changing ages because like we had the Muppet babies. But, like, are there other movies where the Muppets change their age? Because it's, like, it's kind of creepy to me that you'd have Muppets just get old and die. and They're very mortal in this movie. Well, Geriatric Muppets.
1: Yeah, like uh, the old Fuzzy Wig and old Sam the Eagle.
3: Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of creepy. The the other part that creeped me out, actually, is right in the the opening song, there's, like, uh, a puppet show going on. Oh but, man, puppets but with puppets. Yeah, like what are you? Puppets by Muppets. It's <laughs> like eg- existential horror. Like here's an alligator in a puppet show, but it's like a Muppet puppet. Like what the fuck
2: are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's Inception. God damn. Right, is he being controlled seen, have by you seen a puppet? Being
1: John Malkovich. Yes. It's the. uh... You know, when he's when he puppeteering goes into his John own Malkovich, head. and then he makes John Malkovich puppeteer a puppet, which is puppeteering a puppet. Uh, okay. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> it's not like Surprising. when... Surprised it wasn't
3: Punch and Judy. It's not like when John Malkovich just goes into his own head, and then it's just a giant world of John Malkovich's No, I'm theory. talking
1: about, like, because that happens, but then later when um, the main character gets control, mm. he's technically puppeteering John Malkovich, John Malkovich. And he makes John Malkovic a puppeteer who's puppeteering <laughs> a puppet that's puppeteering another puppet. It's like that's it's like puppet-ception. So many Levels, <laughs> four <laughs> layers of puppets.
0: It's like looking into a mirror of looking into a mirror, and, and a it's mirror. like a hall of
1: mirror, but with puppets. That's a lot of.
3: Like, it's like seven-layer dip, but puppets. What
1: if like the puppets that were being puppeteered by the Muppet had finger puppets? Oh God. <laughs> First off, they did not need to have fingers. Well, I guess, but like you could like stick little puppets onto the hand puppets, which are then on. All...
3: <laughs> and they're working like a little marionettes, and then they hold the marionettes up to the camera and they say, "This is you, children. What and is this? A school for an puppets?" Long time. Dance for me, children.
1: Dance.
0: <laughs> or they just have their hand up Michael Caine's ass for the whole movie.
3: <gasps> wow, that would be such a twist if in one of these movies it turned out one of the humans was actually a Muppet the whole time.
1: <laughs> oh man. There's the next Muppet movie. Maniacal. They pull rabbit. like a, a Scooby-Doo. Are you a Doo. man or a
3: Muppet? It's like the ending of um, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They like run over yeah. one of the characters with a steamroller yeah. and then he pops up and he's like a Muppet at the end. <laughs> It'd be such a good twist.
1: Or be like um, Scooby-Doo, the live action one where it's Scrappy-Doo is inside mm. of Mr. Bean. Right. Oh, Yeah. I oh, believe that that's.
3: I just take that as canon for every Mister Bean movie. <laughs> is that Scrappy Doo? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> every Rowan action, Ash- Johnny English,
1: <laughs> Blackadder. It, it's actually yep. just Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo yep. being controlling. Rowan action. Puppy power. That's a lot of depth to the performance. <laughs> it's a dog's life. All right, gents, let's uh, let's hit game number three here. I know Devo uh, is probably not a fan of this game. It's time for the Awesome Lodge Word Game. So, essentially, I'm going to get a timer going. We have two minutes on the clock, and there's two different categories. So, uh, Joe, you get to pick Orrin's category, and he has to go first. The two categories are children's Christmas movies and classic literature movie adaptations. I think I'm going to suck at both of these.
0: <laughs> I'll give him the classic one.
1: Classic literature. All right, so the way this game works is essentially it's charade with words Devo's got two minutes to get you to guess ten movie names, but he can't use any of the words in the titles, any character names, any actor names, or any directors. All right. Are you ready, Devo? Um, Who's doing what? Uh, Oren starting with classic literature.
2: Okay. Uh, Just give me one moment.
1: Waiting for Godot. Okay. Starting in three, two, one.
2: Okay. It's one of the seven deadly sins to start off with.
3: Should I guess all of them? So Sloth, envy, wrath, gluttony, uh vanity. Um Vanity's got another word. Oh, uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> vanity, something. Um uh... Technically you can name authors if you can do that. I didn't say no to that.
2: Nope. There's also another rendition of this uh that has zombies in it. Ooh. Oh, Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Okay, second one, um, It's has the cast like this one. Okay. Uh, and it is about pirates. Oh, try, map
3: of Treasure Island. Yes. Or Treasure Island.
2: Okay, this one takes place in an insane asylum and has something like clocks in it. Um, skip. Okay. Uh, this one has very important green lights. It's about a rich guy in the 20s, I believe. Uh, the Great Gatsby. Correct. Uh, this one is about two guys in Depression Era. One is, I'm going to say retarded. Oh, of uh, Mice and men. Yes. Uh, this one has a bunch of children on an island, which... The Lord of the Flies. Yes. Uh, if this is going to be reversed, uh, big men. Uh, little girls? Little women. Yes. Uh, 30 seconds. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> Dracula. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put a horse head in your bed. Oh, the godfather. Yes. Uh, so this one. Um, first number you can think of. One. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you're not swimming or walking or running, but you're in the air. Uh, Ten,
1: flying. Nine. Eight, uh, seven. So six, one. Soaring. Five, uh, four. Over three, top. Two. Of a. One.
2: Time. So one Flew Over the Cuckoo's knees. Oh, okay. That one was tough. I'm sorry about that one.
1: There's a couple tough ones in there. And you didn't even try it. The Secret Garden. Yeah, that one I jumped. Uh... Okay. Uh... All right. Here we go. One second. Yeah. So, Joe, you've got children's Christmas movies. Um, now, the thing with this one is you've got to get more than eight right in two minutes. So, here we go. Okay. Are you ready, Devo? Yes. Starting in three, two
2: one go this is halloween this is halloween. halloween halloween the nightmare before christmas correct yes uh this one is a train that is going to antarctica or to see santa
0: yeah polar express
2: yes, yes. uh his heart grew three sizes that day
0: the grinch yes. who stole christmas
2: uh the most famous rate. the most famous <laughs> rudolph the red <laughs> yes Wendy. oh that was so close there Nemo. uh <laughs> Animal is a percussionist. Drummer. Little drummer boy. Yes. Um, you make these when you're a child outside. Uh, you Snow you, angel? Uh, no. Yeah, you round up some balls. Snowman? Yes. What Frosty is the snowman? Yes, it is. Uh, St. Nicholas is on his way to the city.
0: <laughs>
2: Santa Claus is coming to town. Correct. Yes. Um... <laughs> uh, Think of the Peanuts. Uh,
0: Charlie a Brown Minute. Christmas.
2: Right. Yes. Uh, this one is the animated one, animated movie that came out. It had uh, all the famous uh, holiday characters. Um, and it was a story about a little boy who drowned in a lake. Now we're onto the harder ones. <laughs> Good. Um...
4: Okay.
2: We're going to come back to that one. Okay. Uh, this one's about... Um, santa's brother uh, fred
0: fred claus no uh the <laughs> other one
2: uh, his name rhymes with author arthur
0: christmas yes
2: <laughs> and the last one is if you are not falling you
1: are leading uh nope going up 10 9 you 8 7 um, 6 5 tides 4 Three, yeah, rise of uh, a protector. Time, rise of the guardians. (laughs) I put the harder two at the end of that list. Yes, you did. (laughs) I sometimes mix them in. (laughs) All right, so uh, Joe beat you by one point. Oh snap! What was the other one you were getting at
0: about uh, the kid who drowned?
1: Uh, Rise, Rise of the, of the Guardians. Guardians, it's the same Oh, oh okay, so you came back to it,
0: okay
2: Yeah, yeah that he, one's uh, he came back I
0: thought it was the second one, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know <laughs> It's like, I want to
2: label all the people that are in there It's like, the Sandman, Jack Frost God damn it, everybody's here Toothman, ah!
3: What was the one about the insane asylum and ticking clocks? One the cuckoo's nest Oh, okay, I understand It's kind of, yes Lobotomy! Lobotomy!
1: All right, so uh, Joe gets that pretty, pretty princess crown. Now, Joe had asked me before we started if we were going to do Muppet trivia questions. Now, normally, because I do movies, uh, is kind of how I pick this. So I would, I normally have a tiebreaker one that is more Muppet-themed. So the question is, how many feature-length films do the Muppets have? So this is not including specials or anything like that. That was the tiebreaker question. So without me reading out the multiple choice, Joe, how many do you think... Muppet movies. There are
0: how many theatrical released ones, or um, just
1: theatrical release? So full feature length. Release.
0: There is the Muppet movie. There is
1: Great Muppet Caper, Muppet Steak Manhattan. There Ooh. is the Muppets. Okay, so while Joe's thinking about this, Oran, do you want to take a stab in the dark? I'm gonna say there are twelve. Twelve. He's, we've got a twelve. Joe, do you think he's right? No. How many do you think there are? The Muppet expert over here. He's really thinking on this. I'm going to talk over this so we just don't have dead air. He's got a perplexed look. I think he's like running through them all in his brain. Actually, Tony, I've a
2: question for you. Shoot. What's your favorite Muppet movie?
1: Um, Actually, it is a very big toss-up between this. I'm not including specials, only the movies. This and Muppets from Space. Muppets from
2: Space.
1: <laughs> that would be mine. Or what's your favorite Muppet movie? I'm not sure. Um... I haven't I haven't seen enough of them recently.
3: I saw a bunch of them when I was a kid, and I think the only other one that I've seen in the last couple of years is the is the new Muppets one, not the not the the Caper one, but the, the like the reboot one. And I like that one.
1: Oh, the one with Jason um, Segal. Yeah, I like uh, that one. Not Muppets Most Wanted, which is where that meme is from. I've not seen Muppets the me most to me. <laughs> you you know the <laughs> meme where it's like also, Kermit like a Kermit in a hood, where oh, yeah. it's me to me um that's from muppets most wanted i when i watched that like because i didn't see it in theaters or anything like that joe do you have a number by the way eight ah uh, it's 10 oh so you're both too off yeah you're both like just on the spectrum there um i was close to saying 10 but i was like yeah that's too much of a round
3: number which is
1: why i couldn't because 10 includes this movie which is why i couldn't use it for any of the games because all the lists are 10 long and so it's like i couldn't I couldn't actually use all the Muppets movies without going into specials and I was like, "Nah, that's not fair." <laughs> I could have done just Muppets specials, but cuz there's tons of those. Do you have the
0: list of of these theatrical movies?
1: Uh, no, I should have printed that out, but there are 10 including this cuz it was there's the two new ones. Mm-hmm. There's the Muppet movie, there's the original one, there's the the Muppet Great Muppet Caper, The Muppets Take Him Manhattan, Muppet Treasure Island. My
2: Mm-hmm. That one's my favorite.
1: Yeah. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppets from Space. Space. Um. Then there's the what, two new ones. What
0: are we missing? Though? You already said those two? Yeah, no, you...
1: I, I did, but I didn't have fingers for them. Okay. Gonzo. I can't Gonzo's remember what the other ones. Isn't there like Gonzo's Great Adventure or something? Not a theatrical one. No, it's not a theatrical. That's a special. Oh, okay. So, I'd have to look it up. I so found a
0: list. So you've got eight, so that's what I had. So I'm yeah. wondering what, what ones we're forgetting then.
1: Hmm. I'd have to look it up. I found, because I, when I was doing my research, I was like, oh, there's only 10. But anyway, um, I can't remember. We were asking, I asked you what your favorite Muppet movies were. Hmm. I I don't know. I think I need, to, I need to do a Muppet marathon. I
3: remember liking a lot of the old ones, uh, and I liked the, I don't know. I like pretty much all the ones I've seen, actually. I mean, they're always good. Uh, there's probably ones that are not good, and maybe I have not seen those ones. I never go out of them saying like, that was the best movie ever. I'm just always like, yeah, that was
0: good.
1: That was time well spent. Joe, what's your favorite Muppet movie?
0: Probably the Muppet movie and the, uh, 2011 reboot. I think that they're kind of a good bookend for each other. Um, stuff that came between it was good to okay on kind of like a sliding scale, but, uh, you know, I remember what, I remember liking, uh, Muppets take Manhattan when I was younger, watching it now and with more of an analytical mind and for like the plot holes and the whole plot and the story itself doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, <laughs> why did I think this was so good back in the day? It's really not. But mm-hmm. Muppet movie holds up and the Muppets, I loved what Jason Siegel did with it.
3: Yeah. I'll say that's my favorite cause I saw it recently and liked it a lot. So I can definitively say that it is a good movie in my opinion. <laughs>
0: Even without Jim Henson, he did a good job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just wish Muppets Most Wanted was uh, on the same par, but it just wasn't. Mm. I'd yeah. to see that one. It had
0: its moments for me, but, yeah, I I wouldn't put it on the same level as that one. You
1: know, one. and I, I had a lot more hope for it because it was Tina Fey and Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I love them. They're so great. But, like, for some reason it just kind of was like, I walked out of it going, meh. <laughs> meh, 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 meh,
0: meh. Meh, meh, meh. And even what's his name? The guy from Modern Family playing like the other uh, inspector in that movie did a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> Working with uh, Sam the Eagle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was pretty good. But yeah, no, it was like, it was just like they tried to stuff as many celebrities as they could into that one. I found it didn't quite work.
0: Mm. It's like, the joke is this is this person you've seen.
1: Yeah. This is this person who we were able to get in a cameo. Hey.
0: Mm. Although it has some pretty good little uh, meta inside jokes too in
1: that one. <laughs> hmm, That's fair. So, uh, what do you guys think about the fact that they tried to mix CGI with the Muppets, with that creepy little ghost? Like, I know she's creepy, but, like, what do you think about the fact that they tried to merge?
3: Well, so what is the effect there? Is she, I was trying to figure this out, like, is she a puppet with, like, some kind of actual fabric that is, like, superimposed onto the frame, or is she partially created in a computer? Because is it, like, the same effect that they do for the Marley brothers, where it's, like, an object superimposed over the... I'm not sure how they do because they have that in like the the old black and white ones of the of yeah. something like a ghost sort of fatally appearing over and I'm actually not sure what the technique is there but um I'm, I wasn't sure if she is an actual physical thing with with rags blowing around in a in the wind superimposed or if there's actually a bunch of computer work on her
2: it looks like it's uh rags blowing in wind or like a doll in a yeah water that's what I' just floating there yeah and then it's superimposed on top of
3: I would be interested to see a making of, because I also, I like a, a lot of the sets, like practical sets that they built are really interesting. And I bet that they had to build them in really weird ways to have the, the manipulators um, standing in various <laughs> positions or, yeah. or or doing the, the scenes where Kermit is walking around with, uh you can see his whole body and his feet moving Or skating, around. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not surprised that they went the CGI route a little bit, because I know Jim was always looking forward and, you know, looking to the future and trying stuff like that. I know they were doing stuff like that on Muppets Tonight with a few characters. And so, I mean, it makes sense that they would want to kind of continue that if he'd already started a lot of that technology before that was much of a thing.
3: Yeah, I think everything in it holds up. Like, I didn't see anything that was like, oh, that's a dated effect. It's all all appropriately placed. The only one that, like, stuck out a bit is where the the screen like swirls in the future and they go through this weird swirly portal and i was like oh i played that level in mist but it's actually a really cool effect <laughs> like the screen sort of does this whirlpool thing it's like this is the correct the exact right tone to use that like it would not work in an actual horror movie Start <laughs> yeah it wouldn't work in like a kid's film but it's just the right amount of weird and creepy and and silly that it works
0: in this <laughs> It's not like uh green screen in Labyrinth where it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, you look at
1: that? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, no. Uh, unfortunately, when I watch Labyrinth, I just I just look at the bulge. <laughs> there was no yeah, avoiding it. Yeah, it's 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 predominant in every scene he's in, so it's like, you know, you just can't look away. Yeah,
3: Michael Caine needed
2: more of a bulge in this.
1: <laughs> it's true. I wonder how this would fare differently with a Michael Caine bulge.
2: <laughs> well, he's always in his dressing gown, so you don't get the bulge effect. Oh, that's true.
1: Mm. <laughs> Michael Caine, Upskirt. <laughs> <Michael, laughs> Eben- Ebenezer's Cain.
2: Morning Wood.
1: On E tonight.
2: <laughs> the Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys were talking about a Christmas uh, uh, porno, right? <laughs> nice. I would not watch that. <laughs> but for practical, practical versus CGI, I, I kind of wish it
1: was just strictly practical. Because that's what I look for in Muppet movies. Cause like even the green screen effects, like when they're flying is when I notice the CGI mm. when she's dragging him like that to me is the really big one. He's obviously on wires cause he's like awkwardly flying <laughs> and he's hanging on to something, but it's obviously not what he's hanging on to because it's like, it's kind of CGI in there of her floating there. And I just found like a tiny doll hand. <laughs> yeah. A tiny <laughs> doll hand. It just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't, I feel like that's one of the few scenes in this that doesn't work. Hmm. Yeah is them flying into like the north star.
3: It's a lot and then they kick the they kick the chimney chimneys over and they fall over like little potted plants or something. That was a thing. <laughs> well, w- wouldn't they be like attached to the building in some nope, fashion? No, nope. no. Well, there'd be a hole underneath. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't just be snow underneath the chimney.
1: <laughs> no, okay. So like that part is true, but those <laughs> those chimney uh pots, they they would actually just come off that's how chimney sweeps would get in there. Mm.
3: That makes sense. That's that's why that's why you take it off and you sweep after you move the turkey out of the way. Rather than that, that bothers me every time I see when 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 Rizzo and 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 Dickens and they sweep the chimney and there's like you know the rats and the shit. How you add the flavor. Shit. Come yeah. get that creosote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you get smoked meat. You just all the crap in your chimney falls down onto you.
1: <laughs> True. But I think that's the only part that's not practical to me that really stands out is that stupid first ghost. And I, I wish they'd done something different with that. Yeah, she kind
2: of kills the, most of the ghosts for me just because it's, it's the one you want to start off on a good foot with. And I just feel like... It, yeah, it was almost the last
1: thought.
3: Hmm. Hmm. I'd be curious to see, like, a making of. I, I want to see how they actually did that effect with the with the robes. Because I want to believe that a certain amount of it is a practical thing. But I don't know. There's something a little odd about it.
2: Yeah. What I always find interesting is across all the Christmas carols, uh, the future and the present are very similar in its death and a very large, jovial, almost Santa-looking character. And then the Christmas past, uh, it can be a good-looking lady, a child, a creepy-ass ghost thing, a fairy kind of like lady it's always female but Mm. it doesn't define the age that's true and there's such a difference in personalities over the five or six that i've seen you know
3: that's an interesting point because i have this theory that like fictional universes um it's like if, if a character has a slot for what their um what what their um adjective is then if it's girl that like fills up the slot like guardians of the galaxy it's like talking tree raccoon man guy you know muscly guy who talks all in or doesn't understand metaphors girl like there's so many like fictional teams of characters where it's like the girl Girl. doesn't have a so i I feel like a similar thing is going on it's like there's the creepy grim reaper guy and then like the really jovial santa claus guy with with plant stuff everywhere and then girl all i remember
1: well so what i remember from the book because i read it years and years ago when i was in high school is that it's just referred to as a female specter so whereas the other ones had personality yeah. Um not so much personality but like the death one was definitely death right yeah. like that's the whole thing so that that one's obviously like kind of a thing and the middle one was always described as being a very jolly jovial man um so i get what you're saying but i think like the first one is where people interpret it differently because you're right it's just it's a female specter yeah. she it's referred to as she and like You know, like um, when Dickens talks about the specter in the book, I remember it referred to in female pronouns. Mm. Um, But it's like, I think also the first one doesn't get, doesn't exactly have a character because she's showing him things he's already seen. So it's him reliving his past. Mm. So she doesn't really need to say anything. Whereas the Christmas present one is more... Like embodied, I think most, him something he you're being understand. in the
0: moment, kind of a thing, right? Yeah.
1: I think he's the I think he's the most character uh, characterized because even then, the Death One doesn't really do anything. He's death. He's just he creepy. Just stands there and like looms, right? He's looming. So it's like both Death and um, like the first and the third ghosts don't really have character to them. But it's like I see what you're saying about like female.
3: Well, I guess like the second and third do the like what you're saying. They they do the most to shift his perspective on the world whereas the, the first ghost he's just reliving things he already knows so they're not really interacting with him in the same way I guess
0: yeah you need somebody to get him there and then yeah. they just kind of take a back seat and say okay here, here's this thing yeah,
1: here. I'm going to show you the best and the worst of your Christmases and here is your life
0: and it's kind of a does
1: not pass the Bechdel test I'm sorry that's fair it doesn't <laughs> oh no because Miss Piggy talks to her daughters but doesn't she talk to them
3: about Mr. What's his face? Or they talk to her. She talks to him about cooking and eating ah, the chestnuts. Okay. Yep. All right. Duly noted. Point taken.
1: But does that count because they're pigs <laughs> 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 and they're Muppets? And it passes the pigtail test. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of there, but like it, I get what you're saying. I will not
3: go to a movie that does not have two Muppets talking about each other, <laughs> to each other about something <laughs>
1: other than a human. <laughs> talking about chestnuts uh, roasting on an open fire. All right, so gentlemen, um let's uh let's I think we should wrap this up. I think we've kind of talked a lot about this with the exception of voice acting, and I know Joe's an expert on that. So Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh your favorite parts about this for the voice actors?
0: Well, it's always fun, you know, just trying to play the the uh, name that uh, voice actor game cuz you know what they sound like with a lot of their uh, a lot of their more famous characters, so it's fun just to kind of watch them watch out for them in secondary characters and like, Oh yeah, that's Dave goals. Or that's uh, there's Jim Henson again, or there's uh Steve Whitmire. It's fun to play that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously the better ones kind of rise to the occasion. You get Frank Oz there and you get Jerry Nielsen with the singing and all that. And...
1: Mm. I think the most noticeable for me, uh, we're playing where that game is that uh, one of the vegetables I'm like, well, that was Fozzie bear right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely a few Frank Oz
3: ones in there.
1: Yeah. Are there any... Help me, I'm being stolen. Help me, help are there, me.
3: Are there other Muppet movies that have the running gag of, of talking fruit and vegetables? All or... of them. Oh, all of them. Yeah, oh, okay. pretty much all. Yeah. Apparently I need to watch more Muppet movies. Because I thought maybe that was a this movie thing. No. The... <laughs> well,
1: they,
2: they've always been highly about their food.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things where that I think that might be where they started making the puppets, because it's easy to make like solid shapes and then just put a slit in it and make it yeah. talk. Mm, yeah. Right.
3: Making talking grapes. I could, I could make talking grapes.
2: <laughs> oh no, a talking melon. Well that'll
1: be ten minutes in the workshop. <laughs> right? And I, I think those gags of always being in the Muppets. I can't I can't think of the Muppets without those gags. Yeah. Like somebody's trying to like dig into something and it starts talking to them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like it's
3: almost like
1: the Flintstones, like, It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up. What's one thing that you guys learned from A Muppet's Christmas Carol? One thing I learned is if you've got a long enough rope, you can catch a spirit all the way to Neverland.
3: I, I learned that apparently uh, the Y chromosome carries frogness because all of the male children are frogs and all the female children are, are pigs. Although there are male pigs, I realized, outside of that family. But in, within, the, within the confines of that family, that holds true except – so there's no there's no freaky frog pig hybrids but i did notice that tiny tim has round eyes and the, and the other frog boy does too so i think that's that's the pig dna creeping in
2: <laughs> are you gonna get pig poles?
3: <laughs> i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do or my tad hogs <laughs> yeah tad hogs i think i'm gonna do a thesis on my my bio thesis on this,
0: this genealogy
1: <laughs> joe what's one thing that you learn from all it's christmas carol
0: Well, I learned that apparently the biggest Christmas goose in all the land can cure
2: polio. (laughs) (laughs) You just need more goose. (laughs) Money cures everything. Diva. Uh, I actually got to learn something about the actual Christmas Carol now. I did not know that the specter was just female specter. I thought it was a little bit more detail in it.
1: No, Dickens was very vague with the the ghosts, with the exception of the, the one in the present. Yeah, so again piece of its time
2: not a lot of strong female characters and usually the big descriptor is like it's a female oh it's not a guy okay good good descriptor right there
1: yeah
3: it gives you an idea that i it's mean delicate
1: it, and fragile
3: it could yeah. be worse it could have been like the the first ghost is a, a lady and it's just got these huge knockers
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh gentlemen it's time for ratings. so we're gonna start tonight off with joe so he's our muppet man so joe what would you rate this movie out of five and why I'll give it a
0: four. I mean, dock it a little bit because, again, it's not an original story. So it's really just them kind of putting their own spin on uh, a Christmas Carol, which is fine. But, you know, in that sense, I think it lived up to what I expect out of a movie like that. And especially since I don't remember if that was the exact first movie that they had post Jim Henson passing away. Which, so, I mean, there was a lot, of, a lot of pressure on them to get it right. I think they did a good job.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah uh Or, what's your thoughts on
3: this? Uh, I totally agree. I give this a four out of five. Uh, I think this is, um yeah, it's a, it's a very good rendition of this story. It actually is a really tight, tight rope, uh to walk the trying to do the um the sort of heartfelt emotional stuff alongside all the goofy slapstick stuff, and it mostly manages to walk that line and actually uh, adds to it. I think, uh, the the music I don't think is outstanding. It's fine, and there's a couple of good songs, and I think it, it would put it over the top if it had like a super memorable score that was really emotional and interesting. But um, it's it's good. It's a good holiday film for sure. Fair, yeah.
1: Devo. What about yourself?
2: Uh, I'm gonna have to give it a three. Uh, it's not my favorite Christmas carol. Uh, it's not my least favorite though. Uh, I wish they. I'd actually wish they did more of the comedy, more of the slapstick, made it more of their own instead of just trying to retell the tale because the original black and white does the best for that one. Yeah, I agree. True. Um yeah, is is adequate. It's a good entry level one to show kids, but also at that point I'd show them the Disney one because that's the one that holds dear to be. So if you if you're a Muppet kid, one hundred percent you'll like this one. It is worth a watch. It's they're always worth watches because everybody loves the Muppets. But yeah, just a three. It's it's passable.
1: That's fair. I would actually give it a 3 as well normally but I'm going to be at a 3.5 because of nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> so this is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I watch it every year. Um, Michael Caine's performance and I think it is fantastic but I do feel like the songs like it has a couple catchy ones like I was commenting earlier. Marley early. and Marley. Yeah. I'll just start singing Marley and Marley sometimes in the middle of like fucking like August and Tash will be like seriously? I'll be like it's Marley and Marley <laughs> <Woo."> <laughs> but no uh uh-uh, uh pass it on. I do that one too all the time. But yeah, I think Michael Caine's performance is great. I think the actual soundtrack is phenomenal, like the orchestra, like backdrop, but yeah. The songs are a little lackluster. I feel like some of the jokes also don't land. Yeah, there's a couple that are like that's almost a good joke, but you just like didn't quite tell it. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I also wish that they had made some of the more predominant muppet characters bigger roles you know like where miss piggy is works but like fonzie like he needed a bigger role same with like animal and like the the band it's like that was just like a one-bit scene but like to me they're some of my favorite characters sweetums was nowhere and they're not even in the background somewhere i'd have been okay if sweetums was somewhere in the background (laughs) yeah
0: what about if the band had done like uh something about mary where they're like singing troubadours who kind of Sing you through the entire movie instead of uh, gonzo <laughs> yeah.
1: or if they were with gonzo instead of Rizzo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Or just have like a wandering band that just shows up throughout. <laughs> They're doing Christmas carols or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like you could put them in a lot more spaces and have animal in there more. And it just, I think there's a lot more they could have done with it. And I think they played it safe. Or you know I, what? I wonder if it's because of the pressure of it being the first production after Jim Henson, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. his passing to be safe with it. And I wonder that, sorry, I didn't mean to catch off there. Uh, I'm,
2: Almost saying, like, they should have just had an animal in a straitjacket. And, like, always referencing to the uh, poorhouses and the prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Back to right? the house with you.
1: So, anyway, that gives us a 14.5 out of 20, which is a 72.5% or 73%. So, we're right on par with uh, critics. Critics, hey, look at that. Yeah. So, uh, I'd like to thank our guests, our uh, rubber chicken factory worker, Joe. Thanks for having me anytime, guys. And our tiny Oren. Oh, thank you so much, gentlemen, for having me on the program. Well, you do you an amazing that. Kermit impersonation, by the way. Oh. He's <laughs> even got, like, the little
2: slit eyes and, like, <laughs> the dots. And you're kind of looking a little green. Yeah, are oh, you feeling okay there, man? Have you been having romaine lettuce? <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> all I, right. And uh, special thanks to uh, Devo Dickens over there. Just Dickens all the time. <laughs> so this will be another episode of Flixx Raid. Good night! Good night, Internet. Merry Christmas. There we go. Stumbled on that one. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> Catch us next week, where we get wet, eat after midnight, and get a little chaotic for Christmas with gremlins. Hi there. I hope you enjoyed listening to our show, Flicks X Raid. If you liked what you heard, I hope you will subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcasting app. Also, look for us at www.FlixXRaid.com for more. Or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the handle at FlixXRaid. And if you like what you heard, why don't you give this podcast a listen as well? Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert.
0: I'm Donna, and I'm not
1: an animal expert either.
2: And together we do a podcast about animals called Farmants.
1: Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal.
2: But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture.
1: And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10.
2: It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries.
1: Except with more poo jokes.
2: New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
1: Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>